Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. The last couple of weeks, we've been in a series called The Story of Christmas, and I want to I want to bring you up to speed. We started off talking about the wise man, how that the wise man taught us this lesson, that wise people seek Jesus. Then we talked about Mary and Joseph, and we said that how Mary and Joseph had an experience, or how Mary had an experience with the angel when she began to declare that she was going to become pregnant and have Jesus. And, and she said, how in the world can this happen? And the angel said to her, Nothing is impossible with God. Would you say that with me, everybody? Nothing is impossible with God. And then we, we learned from Herod. And Herod, last week, we talked about him and how we don't talk about him a whole lot. He was the king that when the wise men come, that they actually went to Herod's uh, temple, a court there. And, and, and Herod, we learned from him that he was so full of pride that he didn't have time for Jesus. And so we learned a, a verse of Scripture. It was James 4, 6, and it said, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so we talked about that. And to this today, on this Christmas Eve, I wanted to talk to you about one of, some of my favorite characters in the Christmas story. They're people, actually. I don't want to say characters because it makes them seem unreal. But some of my favorite people in the Christmas story are the shepherds. <clears throat> and so to, to, today, I want to talk to you about the shepherds. And we're going to find this correlation between them and how the, the angels come and talk to them. So I'd like to start off by sharing this with you, how to receive a gift from God. That's what we want to talk about tonight, how to receive a gift from God. So let's look right into the scripture. Let's look at the shepherds. Look what it says. It says, and there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch of their flock. When, everybody? When, everybody? At night, they were watching at night. Now, let me just stop right there just and give you a little background about these shepherds. These shepherds, they were not the best of the best. Because if they would have been the best of the best, first of all, they would not have been out in the fields watching sheep. They would have been in town with the people that were wealthy helping watch their sheep and their flocks. And so, these shepherds, had been really like outcasts because the only job they could find was out in the fields. And so they were sort of looked down upon. And these shepherds had been let down by people many times in their life and overlooked many times in their life. And we see also that the shepherds, again, they were like the B-team shepherds because they were keeping watch at night. So they were, watching, they were working the graveyard shift, the night shift. And we know, that, we know that when you've been in a company in a while, that seniority matters. And so the better people that have been there longer got the first shift and then the second shift. And then those that, that were left over got the third shift. And that's the shepherd. They got the third shift. And so they're watching the, the sheep at night. Now their job, the job of a shepherd at night is to watch the sheep sleep. <laughs> that's their job. Their job is just to make sure that, you know, that, that no wild animal comes up, then that no poachers come up. That was their job. And so they, you know, a great night for the shepherd on the third shift would be that when they got off of, of the third shift and they were changing shifts and the first shift was coming on, the great night was them to say, well, what happened last night? And they would say, nothing. 
and mean it. That was a great night because nothing happened. The hardest task that they would have would be stay awake. And so when they would go home to their children and to their spouses and, and they would go home and they would ask the question, well, tell me what happened at work last night. Nothing. And they meant it, ladies. I mean, like, you know, your husbands may not want to talk, but they really meant it. Nothing happened. Because when nothing happened, it was a good night. And so the shepherds, we see them, the B-team shepherds, around the field. The people that have been overlooked and maybe even outcasts. Maybe they didn't even like them in town, and they wanted to stay out in the fields. And so we, that's who we're talking about tonight. Look, we pick up the story, and look what happens here. It says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them... And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were what, everybody? They were terrified. They were terrified. Now remember, the night shift shepherds, they're the B team, at least the B team, maybe C team. And there they are in the field watching the sheep. Remember, what happens at night? Nothing. You know, that nothing happens. And it's an exciting time when maybe a little, they see a little lion or something, they get to go chase it off. But most of the time, nothing happens. And all of a sudden, in that nothingness, in the darkness, in the nothingness, all of a sudden, an angel, an angel appears to them. Now, I'm sure they're saying, hey, do you see what I see? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they think maybe they're having a, 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 a nightmare or something. I don't know. But the Bible says the angel appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around. That means a light came on around them. They were lit, everybody. Okay, yeah, I've been waiting to use that word. I've been hearing the teenagers talk about lit. He lit. All right, there we go. Yes, I'm cool now. I use the word lit. What's amazing is this, is that they felt like you feel when you think you're in a room by yourself and all of a sudden somebody says, boo. <laughs> it scares you to death. A couple of weeks ago, I was out for a run and it was, uh, it was starting to, you know, it was evening and it was just about right before dark. And I was running and, and uh, I was on a sidewalk and I, was, I, I knew that I was approaching someone that was walking. And it was a man and I did not want to startle him, you know, because listen, when you hear some feet coming up behind you, you think somebody's running, you think they're coming to get you. And so I, want, I wanted to make sure, but way before I got there, I wanted to let him know I was coming so I wouldn't startle him. And so, sure enough, a good distance before I got there, I'm running, you know, and I say, hello. And this person, who's a different nationality than me, jumps and says, oh. And then they started speaking in a language I didn't understand. I'm sure they were cursing me out. I don't know. But I startled them. I unintentionally startled them. And that's exactly the way the shepherds were. They were startled. They were scared. When they say terrified, it was like, yes, this is happening. And so I want you to look at the next, I want to tell you this one thing before we move on. And that is this, is that the shepherds, there's three things that we're going to learn from about them. But there's one main point that I want to tell you. And that is this. Here it is. It's going to come up on the screen. The one lesson that we must understand is this, that they taught us, is that we must lower our expectations of people and raise our expectations of God. Amen, everybody. Let's say that together. Come on. Lower my expectations of people and raise my expectations of God. That's exactly what we want to do is we must lower that. In order, that's what the shepherds see. They, the people let them down. 
And but God found them and God knew exactly where they were and God showed up to them. You know, the people that they felt like nobody cared about, God showed up to them to announce this birth. And so there's three things I want to share with you. I want to share three things with you that will help you on your journey and help you also to receive a gift from God. The first one is this. Number one, look what it says. One is raise your expectations of God's gift. Raise your expectation of God's gift. Now, I don't know if you've ever experienced this or not, but you want to get a child happy, you just put some wrapping paper on something. Amen, everybody? I mean, like, listen, I got to thinking about this. Like, really, if you really wanted to make your child behave, it may not even be their birthday or Christmas or anything, but you wrap up a gift and you put their name on it and say, now, listen, if you don't behave, you're not going to get that. You don't even have to put anything in the box. They don't know. They say, okay, yeah, that's mine. And you know what? I found out that that childlike uh, likeness and excitement still inside of me because when I see something wrapped up in my name, don't I get excited too. I want to know what it is, don't you? Wrapping paper brings excitement. And so we see the story. We open up. Look what the Bible says here about the angels. What happened with the angels? It said, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. There's the wrapping, everybody. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts with the angels praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. One of these angels had announced, you know, that a Savior had been born, and then now a heavenly host appeared. It's like, you know, they had been waiting since ever since, ever since Adam and Eve had the fall. They've been waiting on the Savior to come, and they just can't contain it anymore. It's like all of a sudden they got to say a praise God because they know what's happened on planet Earth. A Savior's been born. And I want you to understand that the angels were teaching the, wise, uh, the shepherds something. They were teaching them what to do when you got an expectation of God and it hasn't come yet and you're having to wait. Here's what you do. They were saying, while you're waiting for something that you're expecting from God, is that instead of worrying, why don't you start worshiping? Did you see that, everybody? When you're waiting and you've been praying and asking God for something and and it's not happening, but you're expecting God to do it because that's what we're doing. It's called faith. And when you do that, all of a sudden, it's amazing what happens. Is that when you, allow, when you transition from la- allowing yourself to worry to start worshiping, how the burden begins to lift. Now listen, it's amazing at Christmas to me. I love Christmas time because people seem to be a little more kinder. Now I know you may have run into that person that while you're out shopping that was rude that ran into your cart, right? Like, get out of my way. They're out there. But for the most part, people begin to have a kinder spirit. And I've asked, wondered why that is. Well, shoot, after Thanksgiving, everybody's playing Christmas music, right? And we can't, whether you like it or not, you can't help but to hum along. Now, my wife, Rhonda, she loves singing, and she's a wonderful lady, but she can't take a lot of Christmas music. Like, I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, like 10 minutes of it, say, okay, I got to listen to something else. I'm like, what's wrong with you, you Scrooge? It's like, Jeff, I just can't take but so much of that. But I'm the other way around. I love Christmas music. I love listening to it. I don't listen to it all year, but I love listening to it. And what, I, what we found out is when people begin to listen to Christmas music, it changes them. They begin to think about the Savior. Now, let me tell you something. If you're going through something in your life, you can't expect Grandma got run over by a reindeer to change your life. <laughs> Amen, everybody? 
you know, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Well, that's wonderful, but it doesn't help you. But the angels were saying to all of us, and they were saying it to the shepherds, is this, is that when you allow yourself to begin to worship God, and that's why we sing at this time of year, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Amen, everybody? And we begin to sing the hallelujah chorus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What are we saying? We're saying praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It doesn't matter what's happening to me or around me. God's got this, and God is good, and His mercy is great, and I'm never going to give up on God, so I'm going to keep singing His praises. And as you sing His praises, He comes down. Amen, everybody? Here's what I want you to, when your worship goes up, your worry comes down. And that's what they were trying to tell the shepherds. That's what the angels were trying to tell them. So again, remember, here's what we're learning on our screen. Here it comes up again. Would you say this with me? Let's say it. Lower my expectations of people and raise my expectations of God. That's how you receive a gift from God. The second thing I'd like to share with you is this how to receive a gift from God, is receive God's gift. You have to receive it. Now, the, the, the angels that come and talk to the shepherds told them it's coming, the Savior's coming, but they had to take action, everybody. They couldn't just stand there and look what they did. It says this. This will be a sign to, or let me, it says this. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. Now, did you see what happened? They had to take action to get the gift. Now, I don't know when you think about gifts, your fondest memory of gifts, but I can tell you when I think about my childhood and about receiving gifts, I can't help but think about the Sears catalog, everybody. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? There's a picture. Anybody, anybody remember the Sears? Let me see your hand if you remember the Sears catalog. Yes, that was before the internet. You got it mailed to your house. You got that Sears catalog out and you went through the pages and you circled every little item that you wanted. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And you presented that Sears catalog as a holy Holy catalog to your parents. You said, I know it's God's will for you to look at this. You would, you would actually circle things and leave it open on the coffee table. You know what I'm talking about? Used to have those. Leave it open on your page. And then, oh my goodness, we had the Sears catalog. But after, and if you really, really were sharp, you got the service merchandise catalog. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. My parents hid that one. It was too expensive. No, you, uh, you ain't looking at that boy. Uh-uh. But yes, and you know, back in the day, if you're, if you're under 30, you have no clue what I'm talking about. But back in the day, when you couldn't get in the store, you had to order it. And that meant you had to fill out this little piece of paper. You had to put all the little numbers in the little paper. You had to put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, and put it in the mail, and pray to God it made it to whomever it was supposed to go to. You never knew if they received it or not. You just prayed, and you would say, well, I sent it off about a month ago. It should be coming any time. And maybe a month or three months later, it would show up. You didn't know. 
But hallelujah to God for tracking today. Amen, everybody? Yes! Yes, tracking! An answer to prayer, my prayer. The reason we have the internet is because I was praying for tracking. When I order something now, oh, I love it when I order something and I just hit that send button. And then all of a sudden I get that little ding. Order received. Oh, I feel so special. And then I get the, the notification that your order is being processed. Oh, you know what that means? That means that they are packing it all up. Just, I think they're standing around that little box and saying, now this is for Jeff, everybody. Let's just pack it just right. This is for Jeff. Yes, I do. Because they sent me a notification. I got a ding. I got my notification and then all of a sudden, oh, well, I'm getting all warm inside right now talking about it. Then all of a sudden I get the notification. Ding! Your package has left. It has been shipped. Here is the tracking number. And I can watch my package and I see my package. Here it is. It stopped in Chicago. What are they doing in Chicago? They're, are, they, are they at a loves? Does a driver need a Mountain Dew and beef jerky or something? I don't know. There it is. And then I watch that tracking. I see it. Here it comes. It's made its way to the East Coast. It's coming down I 75. I'm getting excited. I'm tracking my package. Because I know what mail used to be like. And then they say it made it to Atlanta, Georgia. And now it's on I-285. I'm like, I'll go get it because they're not going to make it. I'll go get it. You know what I'm talking about. And then finally, your package is on the way to your house. And then I get that ding that says, Package delivered at the door. And then some good godly person will take a picture and send it to me and show me my package at the door. I love them. I, want you, I, I love them. I love them. I want to call them. I love you. The package is at the door. But it's not done yet. You see, because the package has to be received by me. And so I have to go home. And let me tell you something. When I get that notification, ding, package at the door, I got to go. I don't know what, hey, I, if I'm in a meeting and we're having a meeting and all of a sudden I get a ding on my phone that sounds weird, we got to cut this short. I got to go. My package is at the door. And when I get that package, I go home. And when I take that package and I open it up and there's the gift. You see, you got a tracker on you. The Holy Spirit of God has been tracking you all of your life. And right now, on this Christmas Eve, there's a gift at the door. Matter of fact, the gift, the Bible tells us about it in Revelation. Look what he says. In Revelation 3 says this. Jesus is saying this. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and, and eat with him and he with me. You know what he's saying there? Is I'm going to fellowship with you. Now, you say, how can, how can God do that? How can Jesus do that? Would you do me a favor? Would you just put your hand in front of your face just like this? 
And when I ask you to, I just want you to blow on your hand. Now, if you did not brush your teeth, do not participate. <laughs> Would you do it? Ready on the count of three. Let's just do it. One, two, three. Did you feel that wind on your hand? Did you feel that, did you feel that wind on your hand? Did you feel that? Did you see it? No, thank God you didn't see it. If you would have saw it, we would have been in bad shape, right? You didn't see it. But just because you didn't see it, didn't mean it, it did not mean that it wasn't there because you felt it. And that's exactly what it's like when Jesus Christ comes into your life. You don't see him, but he's standing at the door right now knocking and wanting to come in and that his spirit wants to live inside of you. And it's his spirit that you feel the effects of once it gets in your life. He comes into your life. So he's at the door right now. And so the question I got for you right now tonight, those that are watching online as well, is have you let him in? Because, see, none of this is going to make any sense until you let him in. My mother used to try to get me to try chocolate cake when I was a little boy. I wouldn't do it. I, didn't, I said, no, I didn't like it. It didn't look good to me. But once I tried it, oh, my goodness, it was awesome. And the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen, everybody? Would you bow your heads with me, everybody in the room and those online? Right now, if Jesus Christ is not your Savior, if you're not following him, it's not just enough to believe in him, but that you follow him. I want you to say this prayer, not even out loud, just in your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me. Be the Savior of my life. I need you. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Amen, everybody. Come on, let's give God a hand for all the people that just prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer on the, on the back of this card, we want everyone to turn this card in because we want to pray over you. But if you just check that box that I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower, I want to send you something in the mail. So would you please do that with me? Okay, remember what we're saying, everybody? It's coming up on the screen. Let's say it again together. Here we go. Lower my expectations of people and raise my expectations of God. That's what we want to do. That's the message from the shepherds today. All right, the third thing, number three, how to receive a gift from God. Number three is share God's gift. Share God's gift. Look what the shepherds did. When they had seen him, talking about they went to see Jesus, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured the, up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now, what I want you to know is this, is that the shepherds, they went back. They went back to that same old town around those same old people to that same old field. But yet, guess what? They didn't go back to the same old people. They didn't want the same old shepherds anymore because they had, they had experienced the love of God. They had seen Jesus Christ and it changed them. And that's what I want to tell you today. If you prayed that prayer today as a ask Jesus to come inside of you, when you go back home, you're going to be around your same family. When you go back to your job, the same old job, or you go back to school, the same old school, but you won't go back the same old person. Amen, everybody? Amen. Because Christ changes you. Christ changes you. 
Look what the Bible says here, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. Notice that. Notice what love does. Love does something. Love doesn't just say something, it does something. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. What I want you to know is this, is that God took an action. He gave his son no matter for you. You know, even at the moment that you didn't, you didn't like God, you were rejecting God, you didn't want to be around God, all those moments, God still sent his son for you. Isn't that amazing, everybody? That's the most amazing thing to me. When I didn't want him, he still wanted me. Did you hear that? When I didn't want him, when I was saying no, he still wanted me. And he sent his son. And it was that love of God that made, that made him take the action to send his son. What I want you to know this Christmas is this is that what I want to challenge you to do, to share the gift, because when you share the gift, you get more of the gift. The more love you share, the more love you get. It's amazing how your heart grows. And you know what we've determined at Stockbridge Community Church, that biblical love is this, is doing good for another person, no matter how I feel. That's how you share love. Some of you in this room right now, there's tension in your home. Because you said, you know, well, I'm not going to do it until they do it. I'm not going to do it until they do it. And you're just having that argument. Some of you got in a, an argument on the way to church. That didn't ever happen to you? Ron and I, that happens to us sometimes. That's why we drive two vehicles. <laughs> but what I want you to say is stop. And you start doing good, no matter how you feel. That's what love does. That's what God did. He sent Jesus. No matter how he felt about us, he did good. It reminds me of one of my favorite stories. There was a little four-year-old girl who was so excited about Christmas. She went and wrapped up a package, got it together, and when her daddy got home, as a few days before Christmas, she said, Daddy! Daddy! I have a present for you, Daddy. Why don't you hear, Daddy? Open it, open it. And the dad was so moved. He was so excited. He's like, baby, that's wonderful, but it's not Christmas. Let's wait till Christmas. And she was like, okay, Daddy. She went and put it back up under the tree. The next day, he come home. She had that package at the front. Daddy, 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 here, open your present, Daddy, open your present. He said, baby, I want to open your gift, but it's not Christmas. She said, okay, Daddy. She went and put it back under the tree. The next morning they got up. Daddy was at home because it was Christmas. And everyone come downstairs, and, and that little four-year-old girl, she bypassed all the toys on the floor, all the other presents. She went right back over. She grabbed that present. She ran back to her dad. Daddy, 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 here, open your present. And the dad got that present, said, okay, baby begin to pull back the paper very slowly. She's like, no, Daddy, let me help you. She started ripping the paper off. The dad opened up the box. And to his dismay, he didn't see anything. It looked empty to him. She said, Daddy, do you see it? He said, I'm looking, baby, I'm looking. She said, do you see it, Daddy? He says, I'm looking. She said, Daddy, I filled it full of my kisses for you. full of my love 
You see, you may feel like you have nothing to give this Christmas. But there's one thing that you can give. It's invisible, just like that. But you can give love. And love is not just something that you say. It's something that you do. And when everybody around you is acting horrible and being mean-spirited or whatever, you don't have to be that way. And you can be the one to give love no matter what. Amen, everybody? Amen. Let me ask you a question. Who in your family, who in your circle needs to be loved and deserves it the least? I want to challenge you. Why don't you leave here today loving those people? Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.